Hello and welcome to the Helping Organisations Thrive podcast. This is your host, Julian Roberts. This podcast is to provide leaders with insights, discussions and robust strategies to help their companies thrive in these challenging times. We will be interviewing business leaders, owners and experts in the field of business resilience. Welcome to Helping Organisations Thrive. Uh, today, I have the great pleasure of Natalie Schrogel. Welcome, Natalie. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me, Julian. No, it's been good to to see and to connect with you in this way. Uh, it's been uh, I've seen your journey on LinkedIn in the last sort of twelve months or so as I've connected with you on there and seen what you've been posting, uh, all about leadership and your passion which has been bubbling out, and I'm sure that will bubble out today. So it's great to actually connect in this way, albeit not in person, but it's better than just on LinkedIn, so actually to talk to you. So I'm just going to tell the audience a little bit about you, uh, and then we'll get into some conversation. So you are the founder and managing director of the Interface Leadership Company, yes. uh, where you help leaders with the competencies to lead and connect well with their people. Mm-hmm. And with that sort of emphasis, and we'll come on to this later as well, of unlocking the human element in, in leadership. Uh, but you also uh, work within the sort of banking industry and have for a, a number of years as well. So that's a little bit about you. And this is the, the question I always ask others, everybody who comes on this show is because I'm really nosy, I'm curious, is um, what do you love about what you do, Natalie? Hmm. Well, that's actually... That's an interesting, that's a lovely question, by the way, because one thing that I really love about the work I do is connecting people to their human side of leadership. And, you know, that aha effect that I normally get with a lot of leaders, especially when you work with C-suite, you know, traditionally, these positions have been very cold and distant and and, and just do everything but not, do not show any personality. And, you know, when you really get to that point where, they realize that you can't be human while leading at such a level and the aha moment, that's always so incredible, you know, connecting them to that human part over there, of their business. It's 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 incredible. I love that. Brilliant. And I like that, that connecting people. And uh, mm-hmm. you seem to be a real connector and, and sort of fascinated by the sort of human uh, side of, uh, of leadership. I know prior to what I was talking, you, you, you don't put people into boxes, you just talk of the humans and that's great. Yeah. Um, what what made you realize that that's what you love? What 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 was it? Was it something in your work? Was it something in your um, home life upbringing? Um, a little bit of both. A little bit of both. You know, I come originally from Kenya, um, and I've lived in Germany for over a decade. So you know, that whole thing of trying to find yourself in two different continents, in two different cultures, mm. and where you belong, and 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 trying to choose desperately who do I want to be, how should I be? Um, I just really got to a point where I realized I didn't have to choose. I didn't have to choose to be the Kenyan or to be the German. I could take both and just focus on the human part of me. You know, what can I offer? What can I bring? Mm -hmm. And so when I, you know, working in corporate for such a long time and also having the privilege of leading um, extremely different people, you know, people who come from a different culture than I am, people who are racially different, um, I just realized that the most most of my successes they came from the fact that I was really able to connect to these teams at a very human level. Mm. And 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 once you can connect with people at that level, 
everything else, the structures or, or, or the goal, the, the, the shared vision, it's easier to achieve when you already have that connection that you um, you deserve as a leader, I believe. And we're all human. And, and, and it, it sounds really simplistic, doesn't it, really? Because I think often we put people into boxes and we know that it is, it's cognitive shortcuts in our heads, you know, mm-hmm. stereotypes, biases, they're all chucked in there in our brains. Mm-hmm. And, you know, whether it's black, white, old, young, and we and, and obviously we have to put certain boxes around certain people, but we put too many, I think, out there. And to actually start at the core of somebody that actually this is a human being, they've got exactly the same as me. Mm-hmm. They may have different wealth, different color skin, different culture, different background is is slightly irrelevant and actually it's starting with a human and that's a good place to start isn't it and 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 thinking that because i i think for me over this last year i think we start to realize far more that we are all the same because we are all now experiencing this pandemic nobody was left untouched by this Mm -hmm. and any nation culture um or you know creed or race whatever was not untouched Mm -hmm. um and I'd, I'd like to just get your understanding, your thoughts on the last year with your interaction, whether in the workplace, uh, with leaders, and um, what have you noticed in this last 12 months about leadership? Have you noticed things that have changed? Have you noticed things that have stayed the same? Um, I'd just be interesting to understand. Um, I do feel like everything's changed. That's really what I feel like. Everything's changed. And what do I mean by that? Um, most of most of the leaders, they are moving away from structures, moving away from traditionally how we led and pretty much focusing on the people, you know. There are a lot of things like, how are my teams? Who's the person behind there is much more important today than it was before. It's the same thing when you look at the hiring processes today. People are focusing on skills. We have this skill-based approach. It's more about what can this person bring to the table than what is basically on paper or what credentials do I, can, can, can this person show on his paperwork and all that. So, you know, there's always this, there's this feeling like what is needed is different than before. We need more people who can connect more, people who are more resilient, Mm-hmm. We need people who are um, who are able to, you know, to really read into that that is not being said, and and people who can kind of hold it out, you know, just be in that tension and hold it out better mm-hmm. than before. So we are really looking more for these softer skills. That's what I do feel like when I go in, in, in basically in the organizations that I'm going into. It's pretty much more how can we be more human than we were before. Hmm. And, and have you have you noticed in your interactions? Because I certainly have. Um, more people have got a lot more empathetic in their leadership, a lot more understanding, a lot more aware of their people. And but I'm also sort of noticing now a little bit of a change away from that as people go back to the office and people try and get back on track with trying to you know hit their targets and KPIs again. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if you're noticing that sort of difference of. It's very empathetic last year, and there seems to be a, bit of a shift. But I don't feel there's a fundamental change that has happened. It's just sort of adapting and just moving on now, back to where we are. Let's crack mm-hmm. on up. Are you noticing something similar? Um, yes. I'm not. The, the, there's there's a little bit of a struggle to get that balance, right? Because we know, as of last year, we know we've got to be more empathetic, and and 
And that's the thing, you know, many leaders or many people that were expected to be empathetic and they really didn't know how to. Mm. How can I be empathetic and at the same time ask for accountability? So, so this is a struggle that I am noticing. How do I, how can I be very soft or how can I be soft and mindful and all that and still ask for performance and still demand for the performance that we need to keep, you know, the business is running and all that. Mm. So, so there's a struggle there to find that balance. And um, there are organizations which who are trying to really find a solution to that. And some, as you say, they just basically dive back and, okay, the pandemic is kind of, you know, now we just need to get back and do business as usual. So we still do have this organization at the same time. You're very right. It's, it's, yeah. Yeah, because I, I I think for me last year was all about <clears throat> all about resilience, and I think mm-hmm. you know people adapted, modified, and it's been mm-hmm. brilliant. And I, I like it almost wanting to go to what you call post traumatic growth in life, where mm-hmm. you know you get that you get the resilience, you get the adaption, but actually to get true transformation, we need to um, I don't know, make some business cognitive rebuilding going on, sort of right at a deeper level, and I. I'm talking to a lot of organizations about that right now and how to do that, you know, whether it's a cultural level, whether it's at a leadership level, values, beliefs, purpose, whatever it may be, mm-hmm. um, to really sort of build upon what happened last year, that shock, that, mm-hmm. you know, that sort of trauma, but actually make it into a positive. Mm-hmm. Um, just going back to you on building upon this in terms of your your leadership, you talk about unlocking the human elements in leadership. Mm-hmm. So, so how do you go about that when you go into an organization? Um, fundamentally, it's really looking at leadership holistically, right? Because when you look at it, it's all about impact and influence, right? So, but I'm not going to be able to have that impact or influence if I don't have insight. Mm. And to get to this insight, I need to be able to connect with wherever I'm leading, with the people that uh, I'm leading, or the people that are um, uh, the people that I'm reporting to, right? And so um, you find that um, getting organizations or leaders to first of all understand the power to understand that to have that human connection—that is the cornerstone of influence. That is how you get. It. That is how you get the insight from the people that. Uh, you are supposed to be leading to, you know, to that shared vision, to that journey that you want to go to. And and also to kind of ex- bring about this understanding that your, your success as a leader, it's always directly proportional to how much impact you have, right? So if you just take a very good example, I love music. Look at Dolly Parton, right? She did I Will Always Love You a while ago. And with that song, she really she had a success with it and she impacted let's say you know a group of people and you know she did it in a countryish way and then we have Whitney Houston who did the same song in 1992 and then she was able to impact pretty much the whole world she got mm-hmm. through to me 1992 I was still living in Africa in a village the last time I checked it had not found its way to to the map yet so you can imagine a village that's not found its way to the map yet but she still oh. got through to me wow that's amazing so you see it's it's really the same song, two different singers. And that's how you got to look at leadership. It's never about, it's really never about which team do I have, which company do I work. It's always about your leadership, you know, you as a leader. And I always start with um, 
I always encourage leaders to find something that I, I like to call the leadership anchor. And this is uh, what mm-hmm. I mean by that, the leadership anchor, that is um, the intersection of how you can lead based on your experience, mm-hmm. your credentials, your knowledge, the structures within the organization that you have, and how you want to lead how you want to live based on your values, based on your purpose, based on what you want to mm-hmm. be known for, the legacy of your leadership, how it should be. So finding that leadership anchor is so critical because then you can build everything else around that. I like that leadership anchor. That feels very sort of rooted in something and something that people go back to uh, when they sort of go off a little bit at times. How do you... Get, how do you get leaders to a place where they they realize what that anchor might be for them? Because obviously each anchor will be unique for each leader, won't it? Hello? You're ah, pretty much you cutting. Not, I'm you, not sure if it's on my side or could you please okay. repeat the question, can, my dear? <laughs> so I said um, in terms of uh, an anchor, obviously that anchor is yes. unique to everybody, every leader. How do you get leaders to understand what that anchor is in their life, in their leadership? Mm-hmm. Um, this is really going to sound simple, but it's so difficult. It's all about doing the deeper inner work. Okay. And, and what, what, what does that entail, doing that because deeper inner work? Because everything is different, you know. So um, this is going to involve a couple of uh, coaching sessions, you know, to really answer those deeper questions that you really need Mm. to, uh, that give you clarity as a leader to find out your purpose, your positioning and your path. Um, Why do I want to be a leader? Why am I a leader? You know, Um, and it's so funny. Sometimes when I ask these questions, you always get a few leaders who sit there and they're like, oh, I've never really thought about that. You know, I used to be a high performer and somehow I just kind of jumped into leadership, right? Or, oh, you know, my dad, my dad started the company a couple of years ago and it was just so, it was so normal that I was going to take over, you know, not really Mm. taking time to ask themselves, why am I leading in the first place, right? Or Mm. how do I want to be perceived? How do I want to position myself as a leader? What kind of leader do I want to be? And which path do I want to follow? So, you know, it, mm. it really takes, you know, a few questions and a few exercises to really do the reflection and, and you know, that work to gain clarity on your, on your anchor and who you are. And once you have that, everything else, it's easier to get people to believe in the vision that you're trying to sell to them, basically. It's easy to get people to follow you. It's easy to get people to be loyal to the organization because they they believe in what you're saying. So so having these anchors, almost like knowing their why, isn't it? Their, their purpose, I guess, in the sense of knowing what they're, they're about. And I guess that, that reflects in the organization they're in. Mm-hmm. How does that help? Absolutely. Their te- how does that help their team? How do we, how do we get teams to embrace a similar sort of anchor? Would you put an anchor in the context of a team organization the same, or was it just through the leader? Mm-hmm. So the anchor, the leadership anchor, I, w- I always like to put it in context of the leader, first of all, you know, because mm. um, as a leader, you always need that, the place where you go back to, you know, when things get tough, you always need that place where you go back to, right? So mm. once you're anchored in your leadership, and then, um, 
I don't know if you've been on my profile, you're going to see the arm of leadership, right? So I created this leadership model. I call it the arm of leadership, which has got six principles. And this is what you can basically roll out on your team. So these six principles, they came about really from, uh, uh, they came about as, as, as um, um, I've had deep discussions with industry leaders, with with public figures, with um, I've done a very competitive market research, and it all boiled down to these six principles. The first of it being authenticity. You know, how can you authentically lead, and how can you effectively leverage authenticity in the workplace? Because authenticity in the workplace is not bearing it all out. It's not just going there and sharing everything that you you got to share. It's really about being careful and being very strategic about um, what do you disclose and what don't you disclose and how does that pay into the shared vision or the objectives that you're trying to follow. And, and, and also to understand um, that every time you try to put yourself out there as the inauthentic person you are, you're really putting yourself at um, at a competitive disadvantage, you know? So that's what authenticity basically is all about. And then you go to the next principle, that is resilience, you know? I mean, as you you could talk about resilience, I believe, in, in an hour and two hours all the way. Um, <laughs> that is something that we learned last year a lot resilience, the path to follow through, you know, things are not always going to be easy in leadership, but mm -hmm. how do you pull through? How do you not only pull through as you, yourself as a leader, but how do you take everybody with you through the uncertain and the unknown times, you know? And then we're talking about a mastery. So mastery, we dive deep into the mindset. So which mindsets are we jumping into work with? Uh, we're talking about mastering your trade. We're talking about going deeper versus wider. Um, and just just on the mastery bit, can you, can you give us an example of that? How you help with that mindset? Because I agree with you, mind, the mindset is is vital, isn't it? In terms of you have the wrong mindset, you have the wrong outcomes and the wrong process and the wrong approach. Mm -hmm. Having the right mindset, you will accomplish an awful lot. And mm -hmm. we often, as leaders, have that balance of challenging those mindsets of of old, of new, and and embracing the right ones. So so. How do you go about that with, with leaders you're, you're, you're working with? Oh, mindset. First of all, it's always about defining where we are and how what kind of success the leaders had until that particular time and mm. what kind of mindset, really bringing that clarity, what mindset has got you here, where you are today. So... And after which we define where we want to go and really intentionally think about is the same mindset going to really get you where you need to be? Does mm -hmm. it make more sense to adapt a form of, you know, open mindset, you know, growth mindset? Let us learn to see opportunity and adversity. Are we going to change the way we, we've seen things until now? Because doing things, the same things we've been doing till now, uh, they're not, they may not get us to where we want to go to, you mm. know. And also looking at the world, looking at uh, what the pandemic did to the world, we, we, we kind of have to um, understand that we find ourselves in an age and time where we just got to be very quick. We've got to be, we've got to adapt, we've got to be flexible, mm. and we've got to um, really be very um, keen of what is happening around us so as not to be left behind and not to, to leave people behind, especially now mm. in our teams. Mm -hmm. Yeah, an in interesting mindset because I think I talk to a lot of successful people who mm -hmm. um, obviously have got them to that place, their mindsets, but they come to me with 
huge ambitions and huge outcomes. And like you say, you know, what got them here today won't get them there. And it's that approach, actually, you need to change mindset. Even if you're successful already, if you want to expand, you need to change and, and, and expand your capacity, go beyond that sort of comfort zone as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so building upon your your armor, I like this armor, armor acronym. I love this. You've had authenticity, we've had resilience, we've had mastery of, of the mindsets. Uh, what, what, what comes next after that? Ownership. Ownership. ownership, 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 ownership. God, I love this principle. This is basically building cultures where uh, people do understand that we all have a part to play in this, you know? And you can't really get people to do that if they don't really believe in the shared vision. And you won't get there if that connection is not there if they're not really believing in you as a person. Because at the end of the day, your vision or or where you're trying to take people, it will always remain a marketing promise if there are no people really standing behind there. So mm-hmm. um, it's it's basically trying to build cultures where people are accountable, even if you're not there, building cultures where people know that whatever I'm doing today, it's going to, you know, what I'm doing today, it is paying into the bigger picture and, and having that accountability the balance between accountability and empathy. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And then um, and then from ownership, we go to understand. When we talk about understand, this is basically um, uh, talking about the art of listening, you know, because a lot of people listen, but they don't really listen. They listen, but they don't really listen. You know? <laughs> no, listen I agree with you. That what is being said, you know, and and how do you communicate? How do you communicate in a way that you are heard? What you're trying to say is being heard, yeah. and 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 this is so vital. This is so critical because uh, the teams became so diverse, and it's so easy to work with people all over the world. You know, with the digital, um, with with the digital era that we're having right now, mm. and. Learning how to effectively communicate is so critical to keep teams happy, to keep people from different backgrounds happy, to just really make sure that you have that clarity in, mm. in what you're trying to say. And then the last principle that is R, that is respect. And this is what I normally really say is uh, you can't really understand a lot of things. I mean, there's so many cultures in the world. There's so many different people. And the way mm. they do things, it's quite different. And I don't have to understand that much but I have to respect you for who you are and for what you bring to the table. So meaning we respect each other, we move a little bit backwards and give each other space so that we can be able to flourish and we can be able to, um, you know, um, thrive in our unique selves. Yeah, and I think that that respects at the end, which um, I think really covers that whole diversity, doesn't it, and inclusion, because it's about having respect as well, uh, and obviously all the other things as well. But I think it's a really valuable thing about respecting people, who they are, where they are, where they've come, where they're going, and having that genuine mm-hmm. um, feeling of respect for Absolutely. each individual, whether you're a leader or you're not a leader, it doesn't matter. And it and it goes back to that human aspect, doesn't it? And I think it's putting that the human back at the center of it, mm-hmm. you know, respecting people for those human values, uh, just like we're all human in, in exactly the same. Um, just before we finish, I'd, l- I'd like to just get your thoughts really on what you feel um, businesses need now, or organizations need now in leadership going forward as we start to sort of come out of pandemic and start to unlock. Uh, what type of leadership do we need right now? 
courageous leadership courageous leadership courageous leadership courageous leadership why do i say that because having the courage to do things differently mm. than we did them before to have the courage to actually go like I know I'm in a corporate, I find myself in this rigid organizational structures, but it didn't get us where we needed to be. Just having the courage to go like, mm -mm, we're not doing that. We're going to try something new. Having the courage to take risks, to take a risk, mm -hmm. to just know that it's different. People, our teams, they come, they have different needs right now, you know? Mm -hmm. And sometimes, you know, sometimes you're talking to people and then you realize, good Lord, a year ago, no one would have ever come up with the idea of even coming to you and saying, hey, can I have this kind of model of working? Can I do this? You know? So really having the courage to to dare to do things mm. differently and, yeah. and to make a mistake. It's all right to screw up, but just take value out of that lesson and use it as experience in the next in the next chapter that you're starting with. So I do feel we've got to be courageous in what we do. And humility openness and authenticity mm. that's what leadership i mean in my opinion that's what leadership really needs and with humility i'm not talking about people walking over you i'm really talking about the humility to learn yeah to learn from from the past year to take the lessons out of the past year to just make sure that we don't go back to the way we used to do things you know and and mm -hmm. also the openness be open be open to try new things open to try uh, to try um new ideas open for new perspectives to really listen to your people because mm -hmm. there's so much that our teams give us there's so much that our employees give us and um and also authenticity, you know, just be you. Understand how to wield authenticity mm. in the workplace. Understand how to leverage that. Because at the end of the day, leadership is all about how good you can leverage other people's skills, intelligence, and all mm. that. And you can't do that if you are not relatable. Mm. I think I think th those four aspects you just mentioned would be amazing if people would start to take even parts of those uh, particularly the courage one is the some of that ability sometimes just to say to people i don't know because there's the, we're still in those uncertain times always will be and unlocking and navigating and it's okay for a leader to say do you know what i don't entirely know exactly how we're going to do this i know where we're going but i'm not entirely sure how and then bringing teams together and i think that's that's really that's that's courageous leadership it's almost that vulnerability comes with that as well um, I've really enjoyed our conversation today, uh, Natalie. Um, thoroughly enjoyed your your um, inspirations on leadership, and um, it's been it's been an absolute pleasure. So, how can people connect with you and get get to know you a bit more? Um, on LinkedIn, <laughs> definitely <laughs> on LinkedIn, and and you know, on LinkedIn there is I do I think I do have uh, the website, my, the link to my website, so you can really. Contact me through my website. Send me a DM on LinkedIn. I think I do have my phone number somewhere on LinkedIn. So just you know, get on LinkedIn. You will you will figure out how to contact me. <laughs> Brilliant. I will put all these details in the the show notes when it goes on the podcast as well. So uh, people will be able to, to connect with you. Well, thank you for today. I really appreciate that. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. If you like this episode, then please do subscribe. Do share with your friends and do check out other episodes in the series. If you're looking for support and help in your organization to create a resilient 
culture, then please do get in contact with me on julianrobertsconsulting.com. Thank you.